1: happy hump day. Yeah, 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 that was that was the cue for a little sound effect. That's okay for my friend over there in the booth. <laughs> there we go. You know what? Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I can start off tonight's show smiling because I'm really sad about what's going on in our country. And it's I'm glad of days of all days that I can share a day like today with you guys here. Um, if you're just tuning in, if you'd never heard me before, I am Andrea K. Dynamite in address, busting through the hype the hyperbole and the hypocrisy. Every night of the week here from 6 to 7 p.m. Starting October 5, right after me, is going to be a really popular young man that you all know is going to be right after me, Charlie Kirk from Turning Point. So that's some good news that we have to share on top of everything that's going on. Write this number down, 888-344-1170. Did you watch the press conference today? Which I thought, Daniel Cameron, oh my gosh, what a to say that this man has a future in politics is a little bit of an understatement. We all saw his speech at the Republican convention, but what he delivered today in this press conference regarding Louisville that we will talk about tonight was absolutely extraordinary. It was balanced, it was breathtaking in its ability to be heartfelt, his ability to be genuinely heartfelt, yet balanced, firm in his convictions his convictions and as an attorney general to be so rooted in the rule of law. How absolutely refreshing. And he just so happens to be African-American, by the way, uh, which which just was kind of an afterthought, actually, for me um, – Because, you know, really everything that's extraordinary about him has nothing at all to do with the fact that he is extraordinarily handsome (laughs) and uh, that he is also African-American. So breaking news out of Louisville tonight. We're going to talk about the decision that was made by the grand jury uh, and, uh, and the details that went on there. We had another lie out of this case that was just as egregious of a lie as hands up, don't shoot. And what do we have today? We have riots going on tonight and breaking news. An officer was shot. A cop was shot in Louisville at the corner of, I don't know Louisville, but maybe you know Louisville, at the corner of Brook and Broadway. So your thoughts on this, 888-344-1170. And meanwhile, while the nation is burning over a lot of false narratives and, and, and stories that are absolutely false and fictitious for power, did you guys hear the news about Hunter Biden? Oh, you would have heard about it no matter what was going on in any court case or any grand jury in this country. If this had been a Republican candidate, a presidential candidate, a former vice president who is Republican son, been involved in what was revealed that Hunter Biden was involved in. I think it's all anybody would be talking about today. Nobody would be would be doing hashtag say her name tonight. So we've got Julie Kelly who's going to be here to talk about that. We've got another story out of California. We must recall Gavin Newsom. The executive order that he signed today that we're going to get into later is it, it, it's it's sh- I didn't think I could be shocked. I didn't think he could go more dictator. I didn't think he could possibly go more authoritarian. It's certainly not at this moment than he has. And we're going to talk about that later. And meanwhile, the man who's going to keep it all rolling tonight, he's not my usual sidekick here, but he's yummy all the same. It's DJ Corn Cop.
0: Hey, 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 what's up, Andrea?
1: All right. Later on in the show, here's your assignment. While I'm ch- chatting here, and then okay. after you bring in Judy Kelly, I am. I know that this is not like a huge story, or whatever. But y'all know how much I love my music. Rolling Stone put out the top f- 500 albums. My man Corn Cobb, and I share a love of music. They put out their top 500 albums today. Nice. And I couldn't. No, not nice. I couldn't get past number 499. Oh which, really? And, yeah, which was it, which was an affront. Talk about, it was one of the greatest musical insults of all time is who they put at number 499 on the list. So you look at the list throughout the show tonight, and then later on in the show, you can tell me if you are as offended as I was. I don't know who put this list together. I don't know what kind of tin ear, poor taste commie put together this list, but I wasn't amused by it at all. Not amused also by what happened in Louisville, because let me tell you guys, what have we been hearing about with this case, Brianna Taylor? What have we been hearing about? Say her name. We got to end these no-knock warrants. We got to end these no-knock warrants. Well, let me tell you guys. Did you hear today what Daniel Cameron had to say? They knocked. They didn't just knock. They announced that they were there. We have a cop shot tonight. We have riots uh, happening in another American city. People burning down businesses or, you know, in in fact, there's video going around of a U-Haul that that was, uh, you know, coincidentally loaded up with signs and riot shields parked at a curb over a lie. No knock is as egregious of a lie as hands up, don't shoot. And Trayvon Martin was not targeted because he was a young black man in a hoodie. He was not killed because he was wearing a hoodie and eating Skittles. What the left is doing in this country with their race baiting, their victimization of the black community along with the white community in this country by continuing to push out lies and lies and lies and lies is is unforgivable. It's absolutely unforgivable. Just to make sure, in case you didn't hear the, the press conference today, we got the big one out of the way. They knocked. What, was there anything else that we needed to know at that point? They had a warrant. They got the warrant because the resident inside, Breonna Taylor, had an ex-boyfriend, Jermarcus Glover, who's a well-known drug dealer who they had every reason to believe was using her houses for storage and to drop off drugs and do drug deals. Her name was on the warrant. They knocked, announced themselves. Then they got shot at. And then in the course of being shot at, what do cops do when they're getting shot at? They shoot back. And in the course of them shooting back, Breonna Taylor died. Which is a tragedy if you are related to Breonna it, 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 Of course it's a tragedy the young woman died in the course of that. Absolutely it is. It's always a tragedy when, when somebody dies young. Whatever the means, in my opinion, we should all live live a long life. But of course, it's it's sad that she died. But as as Cameron said today, our our court system is justice is not about revenge. Our court system is not to be used as a way to get a pound of flesh out of somebody because you're upset that something bad happened. And Benjamin Crump, the race baiter himself, Mister Trayvon Martin, who used the mob. You gotta remember. What's going on right now is in large part thanks to Barack Obama. First, he falsely accused a Boston police officer. Then, Benjamin Crump and others put a mob down in Florida that got George Zimmerman overcharged with murder. George Zimmerman was an idiot, and I said that from day one. But they used a mob to get him overcharged. And they did it on the basis of a lie. With the help of NBC News, by the way. Remember how they falsified an audio? Edited it. Edited an audio, the 911 call by George Zimmerman to make him sound like he's a racist? And oh, by the way, you tell me. So Benjamin Crump comes out there today talking about 1619 and how America's racist. There, whatever you think went down, what, what, whether or not you agree that Breonna Taylor was in, in a dr- drug dealer or working with a drug dealer, make no mistake about it. There was absolutely no evidence whatsoever that any of this, anything that happened had anything at all to do with the color of her skin. Same thing with Trayvon Martin, same thing with Michael Brown, who had just come from knocking up and burglarizing a convenience store, who tried to take a gun away from a cop and had gun residue on his hands, had nothing at all to do with his skin. We don't have any evidence that George Floyd and his death had anything at all to do with his skin color. Where are we at in this country? At my, You Black Lives Matter movement people out there, you come and tell me, what is your end game here? What is your message to us? That somebody, oh, she was in her home today. Ben Benjamin Crump said, "Okay, true." So what? Police are never allowed to to issue a warrant and go in and search somebody's home when they're suspected to be drugs because it's somebody's home. So what? Now everybody's home is like a mosque. We can't go and investigate. Hey, hat tip to the to the drug dealers and then the arms dealers and all the bad stuff. We we you know cops can't go in and issue a warrant and go in. When they suspect child abuse or domestic abuse, this is ridiculous, or are we saying that no black person should ever be arrested? No black person, no matter what they do, whether they pull a knife on a cop, which happened recently or taser on a cop they just get they just get to do whatever they want to do punch a cop, shoot a cop, stab a cop, throw water uh, frozen water bottles at cops, resist arrest all over the place, and they just they just get a pass on it because they're the i guess that's today's reparations. I heard an attorney today lamenting. That the sad thing is, is that there's really, unfortunately, she said, there's not a crime on the books that covers this. Well, no, we're we're not supposed to be manufacturing laws to to push out a narrative. As the, as the attorney general said today, they have six ways to charge murder in the state of Kentucky, and this didn't fit any of them. This was not a murder. This may be one of those instances where somebody lost a loved one in a horrific, tragic accident. And there's and, and it's one of those life instances where we don't get the answer why I'll never know why a friend of mine in college why his pregnant sister was raped and murdered, or another gal that I knew who married a man who came home and found that his wife had been murdered when his two babies were in the house. This was in New Orleans. I know a lot of people in New Orleans who had family members or they themselves were victims of crimes. We didn't blame the country for it. we didn't blame the police for it. We didn't blame the mayor's office for it. We blamed the criminal. And it's criminal the way the left is is manufacturing a false narrative and manufacturing crimes that don't exist and, and targeting uh, the police departments across this country all to push for power. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm past the point of a break. i got to get to my gal, Julie Kelly. Uh, she's going to be here to talk about the explosive story about Hunter Biden. and But I'm also going to want to get her take on uh, what the Republican— uh, party and what President Trump needs to do about this mess that we're in, because the left is determined to continue to push out these false narratives and these lies. And Trump did make a statement today about the Breonna Taylor case, and we will discuss this when we come back.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San
2: Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Of course, at the top of the show, we were talking about uh, Louisville and uh, the attorney general's announcement today, the amazing press conference he gave. Uh, one of the things that, that he said was, in a world trying to make us choose, I choose the side of justice. I choose truth. What an amazing speech! Uh, joining me now, um, I, I invited her on as I mentioned to talk about Hunter Biden. But before we get into the breaking news about Hunter Biden, I mean, you know, it, can you? Nobody's even talking about this. They sure would if this was a Republican vice president, former vice president who's running for office. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but I I want to get her get her to weigh in on what's going on in Louisville. It's Julie Kelly, senior contributor for American Greatness, amgreatness.com, author of Disloyal Opposition, How the Never Trump Right Tried and Failed to Take Down the President. And you can follow her on Twitter at Julie underscore Kelly, too. And she joins me now. Hey, Miss Julie, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Andrea, for having me on. Um, I don't know if you heard the breaking news. Uh, uh, you know, cop was shot in Louisville. Um, you know, it's it, it and and it's ending in a predictable manner when it's when the story started with a lie, and the lie was as as egregious as "hands up, don't shoot." The lie here was no knock, and there was a knock, and the cops were shot at, and they shot back and it's tragic that she died but it was not cops uh targeting a black woman in the middle of the night to to murder her your thoughts
3: right so uh, actually i just saw on twitter i think it's two police officers now have been shot i just saw that um but look andrea shame on so many people including republican leaders who bought into this narrative without having the facts so we had Senate Republicans who were pushing this idea that this was the result of a no-knock warrant and making that a centerpiece of criminal justice reform, which might be valid. But, you know, here we have another myth about a police shooting that's completely fallen apart. Unfortunately, these people are not interested in facts. The uh, organizers behind these various I don't want to call them protests, mob activity um, in these cities. And I I guess it's happening across the country right now, certainly in Louisville. I know that there's protests here in in Chicago where I'm living in the suburbs. So, you know, when does this end? I don't know. Um, But leaders on both sides of the political aisle have opened up the door for this.
1: Yeah, they have. And, um, i don 't really know once you it's kind of like the coronavirus I mean it doesn't matter how low the death rate is now or or what we know about I mean clearly it 's not nearly as contagious and, and or nearly as deadly as they led us to believe, or we would have we would have had the two million people die from it that they initially pre- pre- predicted. Um, And and it it, but the American people, I I encounter people all the time that are literally scared to get within 20 feet of another person as though everybody's walking anthrax. Once you get a narrative ingrained in the minds of people, whether it's fear that's been stoked about about a virus or whether it's a false narrative that the police departments across this country that America is inherently racist and is bearing out all day long with police departments across the country gunning down black people for no reason it's once that gets ingrained in the minds of millions of Americans, it's it's hard to route that out. And I don't know and it's not going to stop you know, um, regardless of who gets elected in November. And I don't know how. I think one of the ways we stop it is we we take our schools back and and I do a weekly segment on schools. I think President Trump has done a lot by stopping this critical race theory nonsense that was being taught all over the place. The CDC, mm-hmm. even after Trump did the executive order, the CDC st- still said we're going to sell we're going to teach this critical race theory, which is basically anti whiteness, undoing whiteness, um, and a lot of school boards around the country. You know, he's also said he's not, he doesn't want the sixteen nineteen being taught in our schools. That will help a lot. Um, Did you hear his response, and what did you think of it before we talk about Hunter Biden?
3: Um, Did I hear whose response? I'm sorry, President President Trump. Trump. Um, I I didn't. Honestly, I have been, since 8 o'clock this morning, just knee-deep in this Hunter Biden report, which I I do think is important to talk about because, as I have a column up uh, later tonight— the whole impeachment charade was nothing more than an effort to cover up for Hunter Biden's crimes that were detailed in this 87-page report. It's really important that people, you don't have to look at the report, but they need to pay attention to what happened, because this speaks directly not to the just the integrity or lack thereof of Hunter Biden, which we know he has none, but also uh, the vice, former vice president, another major corruption scandal on the watch of Barack Obama, the scandal-free presidency, as we're completely reminded (laughs) by him all the time. Um, But also, what will be in store if Joe Biden somehow happens to pull off uh, the election in November? And unfortunately, it's a little bit too late in the game to uncover the depths of the Biden corruption across the globe, which included financial dealings with two of our biggest adversaries, China and Russia. And how much money he made, how he flew uh, around the world on Air Force Two and had Secret Service protection and went to China six times. I mean, there's really detailed information in this report that people need to be aware of and that Joe Biden needs to answer for.
1: Yeah. And um, just to get get into some of the details that uh, various people are reporting on out of the 87 pages, Three and a half million dollars in a wire transfer from the former from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow now we had a Mueller invest we had us the illegal spying of the Trump campaign based upon supposed you know Russian you know interactions that were all manufactured and with a phony dossier we had crossfire hurricane set up we had three years of of a phony witch hunt Russian collusion special prosecutor investigation that that ended up where Mueller knew day one that the Trump campaign and the and Trump administration never did anything untoward with Russia meanwhile Hunter Biden's getting three and a half million dollars from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. He's also getting he's also giving money to Russia. At least he's also giving money to get this people. He's also, according to this report, giving money to Russian women that are involved in prostitution and wait for it. Human trafficking. Julie Kelly. Right. Right.
3: Uh, I mean, this is a scumbag of, you know, you can't. I called him the Wolf of Washington. If anybody's watched The Wolf of Wall Street, the movie based on Jordan <laughs> Belfort. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, Hunter Biden is the Wolf of Washington. I mean, he's a coke addict, got kicked out of the Navy, um, You know, got his gig with Burisma a few months later. He got a total of $4 million, the report says today, the to $3.5 million from the widow of the late um, Mos- uh, mayor of Moscow. She's the richest woman in Russia. They also sent, she also sent more money to Biden's company on top of the initial $3.5 million wire transfer. He and other members of Joe Biden's family went on a six-figure spending spree courtesy of a corrupt Chinese businessman. The, chi- the details about his involvement with the Chinese companies, I-, I looked at today, but I was more focused on Ukraine. Um, but, you know, if this this was just a one-man wrecking crew going to our adversaries, countries around the world, picking up millions of dollars. Um, who knows where that money went? I'm sure some of it ended up in Joe Biden's pocket. How could he how could it not? Um, and so but the the real thing that people should be infuriated about is the entire impeachment charade against the president was concocted by Democrats to cover up for Joe Biden. Because at the time, you have to remember, think back a year ago, it seems like 10 years ago, <laughs> but it, it wasn't even a year ago when the impeachment trade started. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden and his family were facing serious questions by the media for once about what Hunter Biden was up to. Senate Republicans were starting to ask questions and ask the Treasury Department and Department of Justice and other agencies about Hunter Biden's shady business dealings. So they were really on the ropes a year ago. But this was the guy that establishment Democrats, Joe Biden, that they thought was the only candidate who had a chance to beat Donald Trump. So they were going to do whatever it took. And still are to make sure that Joe Biden is a candidate. Um, and so they went around, they went with this phony impeachment uh, case against the president, took Hunter Biden completely out of the news, off the headlines. They haven't addressed it since. They've let, continue to let Joe Biden off the hook. It'll be interested, interesting to see now that we have the report, will they continue to let him off the hook? We've got a debate scheduled for next week. So we've got a lot of information here, and we'll see if they finally hold Joe Biden's feet to the fire.
1: Yeah, um, the you know don't don't forget the when we talk about the impeachment, we're talking about the Ukrainian Mr. Colonel Chow thief, and the yes. uh, the whistleblower uh, that was put in there. I think he was put in there clearly. We knew he was put in there to spy on the White House, but I think it was to oversee. Uh, you know, Trump was getting too close to the truth about what went on with Ukraine. What was in this eighty-seven page report was also the bribe that was clearly paid. That's right. Clearly paid to get rid of yeah. that prosecutor and to stop the investigation into Hunter Biden, correct?
3: Well, it it was. They touch on that a little bit, but the bribe that's really interesting, and this is part of my column, everyone will remember George Kent, you know, the little bow-tied guy. yes. Who was so What's interesting, Andrea, is his public testimony to the House Intelligence Committee in November of 2019 sure sounds a lot different than what he told Republican uh, Senate Republicans in July of 2020, which was a very detailed account of his concerns about Burisma, its corrupt owner, the ties to Hunter Biden, a $7 million bribe that Burisma's owner paid to the then Ukrainian prosecutor to shut down um, the investigation that was ongoing in the U.S. and the U.K. into Burisma, he gets into very detailed concerns that he had, how he reached out to the vice president's office and the State Department saying that Hunter Biden should step down from the board Mm -hmm. of Burisma. These were things, though, Andrea, that George Kent, funny, he didn't say publicly in November of 2019, but he sat behind closed doors. He also sent in emails that the committees obtained. And George Kent, instead of going, being straight with the American people about what he really legitimately at the time saw was a major conflict of interest, potentially criminal conduct, um, he failed to tell the American people. Now it's in this report, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, two different stories that we got from George Kent.
1: So your article is going to kind of summarize this because nobody's going to read the 87 pages and and I was my eyes were starting to bleed trying to read the different articles today to try to piece it all together. Is that what your article is going to going to do for us? My article
3: really just zones in on the impeachment case, George Kent's involvement, Perfect. and how the impeachment was really a cover up for the Bidens. People are tackling all different areas. There's a lot there, yeah. But that's really just what I focused in on.
1: Well, that's that's a huge piece for me, and um, I'm less interested in Hunter Biden and his prostitutes uh, than I am the U.S. government and what was going on that's with right. with uh, this kind of corruption at the highest uh, at the the office of the land, which is the vice president's which and by, uh, by the way his name hasn't been mentioned but I I'm, I'm absolutely you can't convince me that Obama was not aware of what was going on in, in this so uh, maybe maybe that will Girl, be in-
3: I I live in suburban Chicago I've watched Barack Obama's political rise I know the Chicago political machine trust me he he didn't just know about it he was pulling all, all the strings
1: oh is that going to be in your article Are you going to go there Well, not this time I've before, but (laughs) that's Chicago machine politics. And if you
3: understand that, you understand how all this stuff came together.
1: Well, Julie Kelly, thank you so much. I can't wait to read your article, and I'm going to tweet it out. And follow her on Twitter at Julie, uh, you're welcome, at Julie underscore Kelly, too. Her book is Disloyal Opposition, How the Never Trump Right Tried and Failed to Take Down the President. And I thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. As always, I appreciate it. All righty. All right. Now, stay tuned, because coming up, we've got County Supervisor Jim Desmond, who's going to be here. He's been patiently waiting on the phones, and I can't wait to ask him about whether or not the County of San Diego is going to actually buck up against this authoritarian dictator, Gavin Newsom, and do what's right for our San Diego businesses. Stay tuned.
3: Want
0: more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer
2: San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. He's a-coming. Charlie Kirk will be here starting uh, on October 5th. He will be following me every night at 7 p.m. I'm excited to be the lead in for that young whippersnapper, Charlie Kirk. Um, I'm excited also to be a lead-in right now for an almost young whippersnapper himself. He's been trying to snap this county into shape and do what's right for the businesses. I'm talking about Supervisor Jim Desmond. And um, a tweet that I read yesterday that I want him to, that we, you know, everybody should be retweeting is, Staying in the red tier should not be celebrated. There is no business plan for a gym to operate at 10% capacity or a restaurant to operate at 25% capacity. It's ridiculous that churches continue to be limited to a 100-person capacity while marijuana shops remain open. Supervisor Jim Desmond, thank you for joining me tonight. Andrea, thanks for having me on. So I read that that tweet yesterday as to everybody's, at, you know, on their knees saying thank you to Hair, you know, um, Newsom for allowing us to stay open. You're like the only person who gets that. We're not open. This isn't open.
2: Yeah, this is, you know, th- this is not a time to take a victory lap. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. And, and, and this tiered system that he has given us is impossible to, uh, you know, to get out of for us in, in San Diego County. Uh, the uh, yellow tier, which is the least restrictive, in order for us to get there, we have to have one less than one positive per one hundred thousand people. Which even if we had a vaccine, we still couldn't achieve. So this is there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, this is it's good news, but it's it's not time to you know say a, a, not for a victory lap. And this was a nail biter, uh, primarily you know due to uh, you know this color coded tier system that. Newsom has inflicted upon us, and and um, you know th- there's no way out. The best you can get is that yellow tier, and it's only fifty percent open for restaurants and Does, gyms and, and and churches.
1: Yeah, and doesn't that say at all that he has no plan for there to be that that he's enjoying having his grip? I can say it even if you can't that he's that he's he's he, while the left is accusing my president of being an authoritarian, no, it's Gavin Newsom who is literally behaving like some kind of dictator, who, who referred to the state as a dimmer switch. I don't know if you heard that, Supervisor Jim Desmond, yeah, 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 yeah. that we were a dimmer switch that he could just move up and down, you know, at will. He has no green where we're back to 100% capacity. His colored tier system uh, magically went from, uh, you know, it was supposed to be 14 days to flatten the curve. It was supposed to be about preventing hospitals from being overwhelmed. Now it's about some case count of which, you know, which is really immaterial. What does it matter if we got 700 students in San Diego State that have it when they don't even have a runny nose, Jim Desmond, let alone in the hospital. What can we do? How are we going to take our power back in our so our businesses can can survive? I heard today, and it might have been when you were on with Raul from Fox 5, that something like 60% of Chula Vista restaurants are, are closed permanently. That's how many of those are Hispanic friends with their taco yeah. shops?
2: Yeah, and that was a uh, Union Tribune uh, study that they did. I heard on Yelp also, you know, about that same number, that that many businesses are are going to be going out. People can't survive. And and we've still got over 200,000 people in San Diego County that are unemployed. And all the people making these decisions to keep them shut down are all collecting their full paycheck while while we're hampering these businesses, these mom-and-pop shops, you know, that are not afforded the same opportunities that we do give to Costco, we give to grocery stores, we give to these other big-box stores. Let the small businesses open up freely as well. I put, the, I put a motion forward uh, in the last couple of weeks that we stop enforcing who can open, who can close. I've always been in favor of, okay, let's keep the social distancing, keep the masks, if that's what it takes to get us open. We'll, we will police, I guess, and make sure that the health orders are being followed, but not closing and, and, and uh, shutting down businesses that are operating safely. Oh, I mean, my- it's ridiculous that Didi does that.
1: It, absolutely, and I applauded that. I talked about it on the show, and and um, then there was then I think you guys even had the next day that got voted down. Then you had an emergency meeting. I think there was a, that at that point it was about trying to get San Diego State student count not not included. I mean, you're doing yeah. everything that you can to help the businesses. I've said from the jump though that I don't even like this mask and six foot distancing requirement because that keeps the restaurants from ever being able to get full capacity themselves. You know that to me feeds into this ten percent or twenty percent because if they got to be Six feet away from each other, and you got a little restaurant with four tables. You know, because it's a little, you know, um, hole in the wall, one of my favorite kind of hole in the wall taco shops. They're not going to be able to do it. Or even like the Cohen, you know, restaurant group. You know, the six foot distancing no. is a problem. And, you know, we don't, we don't have, we have never had that before in this country. We had the Obama administration bringing caravans, encouraging and, and going down and sending people down to help caravans come from Honduras here, where they're bringing all kinds of third world diseases here. And we didn't have six foot distancing or mass requirements with TB and whooping cough coming across the border. To me, this is all about control and I'd like every bit of it blown up and gone away. But I how am I ever going to get my dream fulfilled for that, Jim well, Desmond? Well I, <laughs> I,
2: I I don't know. I have been working and I've been fighting fighting and, and but I have taken the, the, the path of get businesses open and we're willing to do you know, the, the health guidelines of the social distancing and the mask, if that will allow businesses to open. So, you know, government's about a little, you know, you got to make a little bit of concession, And I think that one was reasonable yes. enough, but, but even still with churches, it's ridiculous. Let's just say you can only have a hundred people max in your church. We've got churches in San Diego County that have up to 3,500 seating you know, capacity. And yet they can only have a max of 100 people. You can social distance, you can wear masks, you can, you know, Use more of your capacity of your churches and your restaurants, you know, even with the social distancing. I, I just think people, you know, it's just a double standard. Yeah. Quite frankly, I, th- I think, you know, the color-coded system here is in place that it really doesn't have any green. There's no opening. I think, you know, this is going to last at least through the election, and I think that's the plan of the governor.
1: Well, um, will that <sighs> – that's something I've gone. I, I've gone back and forth. Do I think that they're going to open things up past the election to try to? Get the L.A. Unified School District, I think, said that that's when they're going to agree to schools being opened. I, to me, I personally think Governor Newsom is enjoying the controls that he's got and having us oh, on, a dim, on a dimmer switch. I mean, you look at this executive order he did today, saying that he's going to, you know. Um, It's not going to be legal to buy a car with any, you know. It's going to—I can't remember the terminology in his executive order today, but it had to do with banning gas, gas, you know, you know, powered cars in 2035. I mean, I think he's on a power trip. I was a little concerned that Kristen Gaspar, I think, made made a statement that, well, if we buck Sacramento, we won't get any money. Well, you know what? I'm concerned about that statement because I think most business owners would say, "I don't need the slice of government cheese. I need to have my business open, and that's a better plan for me." Well,
2: and and that's true. And there is some truth, you know, to what uh, Supervisor Gaspar said. She's been very helpful, actually, with me. And she with has the, uh, trying to get business over. Yes, good. She has, and, and this, you know, but we can't always agree on everything. But um, what, what the threat is that, that Gavin is using is. If you're a restaurant and you open up anyway, and, and uh, if we don't shut you down, if you open up, we're going to take your liquor license. We're going to take your permits. We're going to take your cosmetology li- licenses. We're going to take all those things away from you, which is, is just that is the hammer that he's got over businesses. Right. The money, you know, I'm over it. And most of these businesses have called in and said, we don't care about the money anymore. We, we are at our wits' end. We cannot, if, we, if we're not allowed to open and, and grow, you know, back to what, what we were there's no way we can survive this. So a lot of people are you know, backed into a corner. They're up against the wall. Yeah. And I think, you know, we luckily we were able to stay in the red barely. Uh, and, and, and like I said, this is no time for a victory lap, but we barely stayed in the, in the red. If we had gone purple, I think there's going to be anarchy. And I think there was going to be, you know, businesses are just going to say, forget it. I'm staying open. You come shut me down. And I'm, until that point, I'm going to stay open. So we knew there was going to be some anarchy, and I think you know the numbers were. We just eked by, and, and uh, luckily, but you know that's the work is not done.
1: What well, any uh, future steps in your efforts to help us? You filed. You you put forth one motion. It was shot down. We can't keep the San Diego State numbers out. What's next? Cause well, I I could see next the side, gears think- turning. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> right. And us, you're right. We're working on, we're working on some things. And, and, but one of the things that we did do yesterday, we had a, an emergency meeting yesterday. I was able to, you know, let's start working on this color-coded thing and make it more about San Diego as opposed and make it more geared to, towards the pandemic here in San Diego. Our hospitalization, we're at 6% to 7% of, our hosp- of uh, people in the hospital are COVID. It's, our hospitalizations are down. Our deaths are down. You know the fact we had this outbreak at San Diego State had nothing to do with businesses. Nothing. Yeah. Except, except we keep punishing businesses and punishing churches, churches for for you know other outside uh, um, you know entities. It's not just the businesses. And one thing they always fail to mention when we had this the uh, spikes in uh, mid June was the protests that happened in in early June and those protests. Actually, the numbers, the average age of those later spikes in, in June were at a much younger age than they were prior to that. Most of the people yeah. were much younger in those protests. So, it, uh, um, you know, they don't want to talk about that. That's not politically correct to add in there. But mm-hmm. it's always, you know, shutting down businesses is good and opening businesses is bad. It's been the rhetoric. And that's that's just not the case. And, and um, you know, I think businesses should be able to open. If they can open up safely and they're doing this, following all the guidelines. Let them let them be open. Let the state do the dirty work. We're just going to make sure they're, they're staying safe safe and healthy.
1: Well, Supervisor Jim Desmond, I thank you for being here. Thank you for your tireless efforts uh, to try to help businesses open. And I know you're doing a ton of media right now to try to get the word out, let businesses know you're supporting them. And and I appreciate you being here so much tonight. Everybody, you need to follow uh, Supervisor Jim Desmond on Twitter at Jim underscore Desmond. And his website is SupervisorJimDesmond.com. And I thank you so much. Thank you, Andrea. Have a good night. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back. We're going to get into a little bit more details of yeah, what that Gavin Newsom plan, which is insane, and a couple more things. So don't go away. Stay tuned.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E. AK dynamite and address or just Andrea K,
2: whatever you call her, she's on the answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Thanks to Jim Desmond for being here. I like his work. Um, he's quite the opposite of Nathan Fletcher, right? Who came out and tried to shame San Diegans for you know wanting their businesses opened. Yeah, how awful of these business owners to want to actually be able to pay their business loans, their rent for their business, feed their families you know, fulfill a life's dream. Many of them probably have second mortgages taken out of their homes to meet payroll. I've known people that have done that. You know, it's so typical. Nathan Fletcher has never owned an operator or run a business in his life. All he does is run his mouth. There, I said it. Um, anyway, okay. Um, the executive order, we already, I don't know how much more to say about it. You know, Gavin Newsom in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of which, you know, he's keeping his jackboot on our necks and destroying businesses. He decided that he's going to ban any new sales of gas-powered cars while most uh, you know um i don't i don't know what the electric cars cost today i see i can't walk in san diego without bumping into a tesla those things cost over 100 grand but never you mind you you will be able to continue i guess 15 years from now the ban uh, ha- begins in 2035 you'll be able to continue to drive around in your old gas-powered car if you can't afford a 100,000 dollar tesla um, so you know, we'll just have more old cars running around, spewing, you know, exhaust. Um, somebody said today uh, from the left, an article out of a Bay Area newspaper saying, well, that this is a start. That really, uh, it should have happened sooner. What we really should have been doing in California is building more urban housing, more skyscrapers and shoving everybody into the metropolitan areas where they don't need to ride cars anyway. There's no way that California can do that. You know, we are a huge state with sprawling suburbs Going, you know, I mean, there's still people commuting from Temecula into San Diego every day, an hour and a half each way. That's impossible to try to turn us into Copenhagen or Stockholm. That's insane. But that's the left's idea for us, and they do not care the economic consequences. They don't care that uh, what, what it is going. To be. We've got we've got uh, families where you know um, they've actually got more than one kid, so they can't afford. I remember when Oprah. Uh, went to go over to Sweden to see the Holy Grail, and she was shocked that the average person over there lived in a 500 or 700-square-foot home. She's like, where do you put your shoes? And, of course, none of them have more than one kid over there. We, we, you know, we like to have kids here in America. We've got, there's families where they need a, that minivan because they've got four or five kids that they're toting around. And isn't that wonderful? Isn't that, isn't that grand? None of that. You won't be able to do any of that if the left continues in power. I don't know if 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 that doesn't if that doesn't drive you to recall Gavin Newsom. I don't know what will. I got an email from a listener who um, emailed me today that there is, I guess, a weekly. This is from Kyle. Uh, he's actively involved in the recall Gavin Newsom, which is recallgavin2020 dot com. And um, there's town halls every Wednesday night. Usually they're at 645. Um, tonight it was at 530. I wasn't on air yet, so I couldn't tell you guys about it. Um, I'm not sure what they do on these town halls, except maybe share all the reasons why people need to, need to recall Gavin Newsom. Um, so go to recallgavin2020.com. Okay, open to the show. Rolling Stone put out their top 500 albums. I, I started reading from the bottom, and they lost me at 499 when they insulted my Shaka Khan. With putting her and ask Rufus at four ninety nine, my man Corn Cob. What did you see that stuck out at you?
0: Uh, what stuck out to me was no Led Zeppelin in the top fifty. What? Yeah, that's terrible. The Rolling Stones and the Beatles three times. No, but no Led Zeppelin.
1: That's crazy.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, but I like the winner. Okay, who... who in-
0: number one, Marvin Gaye is what's going on.
1: Okay, okay, they redeemed themselves with that. They yeah, lost they, me at four ninety nine, but they got me back at number one.
0: Yeah, and they lost me in the top 50.
1: <laughs> who else did that? Who? They didn't have Led Zeppelin in not, the top not in the, 50? Not in the
0: top 50.
1: That's crazy.
0: That's way crazy.
1: Where did they put Beyonce? Don't tell me they put her in the top 50. I don't want to hear that. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad I don't know that. I can't imagine... I can't imagine Led Zeppelin not in the top 50. I can't
0: either. I was shocked. Now
1: I'm going to have to go look at the rest of the list. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness.